And so, it's not everything I can say now, but I, I just thank God for every one of us. Let's hear the word of God. Amen. And so this morning, I want to touch on a very important subject, which I think um, it is very easy to neglect those instructions from the Word of God. I will be speaking shortly about obeying your divine instructions. Praise the Lord. Obeying your divine instructions. And uh, this message that we are going to be studying about um, is something that after hearing it, I would like for you to pay very serious attention from what the Lord tells you. Hallelujah. Every child of God has the privilege of hearing a divine instruction for his life. Every child of God. And um, when it comes, and I will be telling you the different ways by which such divine instructions will come. But what is important is your reaction when you get them. Uh, you can easily take it for granted that God has instructed you to do something. And so, these type of instructions, they come in various ways and forms. First of all, through the Word of God. Hallelujah. And sometimes through visions... Of course, it can still be proven by the word of the Lord. Amen? And sometimes through the teaching of the word of God and, and the preaching of the word of God. And then sometimes as well, you may be chatting with a brother or a sister and something will come out of that person and you will be the only one who knows or would understand that God seemed to be telling me something through this individual. Amen? But your attention to accepting the matter is very, very crucial. And that is what we want to look at. Praise the Lord. So let's have a word of prayer. Father in heaven, thank you so much for your sons and daughters that are gathered unto you. We bless you and acknowledge that this gathering... It's not to any man, but unto you. So, because the scripture said, unto you shall the gathering be. And so, I deem it a great honor and privilege, Lord, to be your mouthpiece. And therefore, I pray that I will make known the mystery of the gospel as I ought to, in the name of Jesus. And I pray that in hearing, each one of us would also hear and understand and stand for the gospel of Jesus Christ. Thank you very much for hearing us in Jesus' name. Amen. So, obeying your divine instructions. And I said that these, they come in various forms. Sometimes through a vision, sometimes through dreams, sometimes through the word of God that will be spoken. Now let's go to Hebrews chapter seven, uh, chapter 11, verse 7. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 7. Would you be so kind to read this scripture, all of us together on the board? One, two.
Can, can we synchronize it? Can we all say it together? Not too fast. One, two. Moved with godly fear. Prepared an ark for a saving of his household. By which he condemned the world. Became the herald of the righteous which is according to faith. Praise the Lord. This scripture I was studying and it was such a bother to my heart. And the reason why I said it was such a bother to my heart is... Lest Noah is not here, isn't it? Are you listening to me? Noah is not here. Let's take you. Let's take Reverend Dennis. Let's take Lily. Let's take Antenna. Let's take Mike. God appears to you. He tells you, I am going to do this. And I want you to do this. I wonder how many of our Christians today would take God serious. Hallelujah. Are you listening to me? In my introduction, I want you to see the seriousness of the voice of God. Last week when I was preaching, you remember, Jesus had spoken to the Father about the glory. That he needed to glorify him with. And he said, I have glorified it and I will do it again. And, and immediately when the father was speaking, it came in the form of a tender. It sounded like this. The people who were supposed to be hearing the word of God, they said that it has tended. They had no clue that the father has spoken. Then others also attributed it to an angel has spoken to him. So Jesus came forth and what Jesus said is that this voice came not for my sake, but for your sake. How could God be talking to somebody and the person will not hear? It is a bother to my heart. And I pray that you will be an obedient child of God as you hear this word. It's a good time to say amen. amen. So now we see, Noah was an ordinary man like you and I. And he was living in a generation that was full of sin. In, 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 when we go to Genesis chapter 6, and then we begin to read how it happened, you will observe something, that he was living in a very sinful time when God spoke to him. But I thank God for something that was said about him. In the midst of all the sins, the Bible said, Noah was a righteous man. May you be found as a righteous man. Amen. So when God spoke, probably before I go on, let me quickly take you to Genesis chapter 6 verse 13 to 16, and then probably the last verse of that scripture, I think it's supposed to be 22 or so. Listen to what the Bible says. God said to Noah, well, can I see chapter verse 1 first so they would understand quickly. It came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth and daughters were born to them. 
the, the sons of God, who, who is God talking about? The sons of God saw the daughters of men and they were beautiful and they took wives for themselves and for, and of all, took wives for themselves of all whom they chose. And the Lord said, My spirit shall not strive with man forever, for he is indeed flesh. Yet, my de- yet his days shall be uh, uh, 120 years. When you read further, you will come across, put on board for me, uh, where the saints were multiplying. Every one of you would you like to read the scripture. One, two. Is it true or not true that we are living in times that the intentions of men have become wicked? And may I tell you that our own is wicked more than their own. So, God saw that there was somebody, and let's go jump to 13, and then I will read it and you will get what I mean. And God saw Noah, and God said to Noah, The end of all flesh has come before me, for the earth is filled with violence through them, and behold, I will destroy them with the earth. Make yourself an ark of gopher wood, Make rooms in the ark and cover it inside and outside with pitch. And this is how you shall make it. The length, the ark shall be 300 cubits, it with 50 cubits, and its height 30 cubits. You shall make a window for the ark and you shall finish it. Uh, you, you shall finish it. A cubic from above, and set the door of the ark in its inside. Uh, set, a, set the door of the ark in its inside. You shall make with a lower second and third upper. In other words, one, two, three, like a story house. Amen. Now let's quickly go to verse twenty-two. One, two. Praise the Lord. There's something about Noah. When God gave the instructions, what did he do? He did it. I pray that when you hear the voice of the Lord, you shall do whatever instruction it is. We're living in a generation when people hear the voice of the Lord, it means nothing to them. And I said in my introduction, that's... The Lord speaks to His own children. I don't know whether you have known or have heard what God has said concerning your life. But I pray that your eyes will be open to your divine instructions. Hallelujah. So you know, there's something you noted and I want you to take note of it. When Noah was told, In the last verse of the chapter, the Bible says, He did, so He did. You know why God said that? It is as simple as He took the message of God serious. 
It was taken so seriously that he didn't take it for granted at all. I wonder how many of us have heard things that God wanted us to do and we took them so serious. I pray that this morning and the days ahead and the number of years you will spend on the earth, you will be an obedient child. That's Noah did it. Now, you can take me back to the main scripture in Hebrews. The Bible said, by faith, Noah, being divinely warned of things not, seen, not yet seen, moved with godly fear, prepared an ark for the saving of his household, by which he condemned the world and became the herald of righteousness, which is according to faith. There's something I saw with Noah that I pray that it will be found with you. The Bible says that when he was warned, he did something. He did exactly what God told him, but there is a spirit with which he did. The spirit is the spirit of fear. I pray that when you hear the voice of God, you will with fear do what God wants you to do. Are you listening to me? Obey your divine instructions. We are living in days and time that men will change their mind. Do you know that Noah could have taken God for granted? You are not minding me at all. He had never seen a flood before. And it can easily occur to Noah to say, ah, what is he talking about? It cannot be possible. Or, even if he did not take God for granted and just said, you know what he, would, he could easily do, which is very common with us? He could easily say, okay, I will do it next year. You're not minding me at all. Is it possible or not possible in our time? So therefore, hear the word of the Lord. And allow God to teach you in the name of Jesus. So the Bible says, Noah being divinely warned of things yet not seen. That want you to see something. There was no glimpse. There was no dream to Noah, to scare Noah. After God or before God spoke to him, God did not give any sign. He only gave the instructions that this is what would happen. But the voice of the Lord was so clear and strong enough that Noah moved with fear. Ha! May the Lord help us to fear God. When we hear the word of the Lord. He moved with fear. I can imagine the number of us who are here who have been spoken to. But because there was no sign about anything, we have taken it lightly. I say to you in the name of Jesus, never take the voice of God lightly. Hallelujah. Something that this man did that is unique, he never saw. And the dealings of God has always been like that. God will never let you get so scared. I have met people 
who have had the privilege of disappearing and saw their bodies lying there and saw a situation that was so dangerous and God sent them back to their bodies, they came, they testified the danger and after years, they walked as if they never have heard anything from the Lord. Somebody will think that, oh, it's, I want, I wish that God will show me whether there, is, there be any hell or whether there be any heaven. This thing, is it true? May I tell you that he can show you, but you will still have to live your normal life. Except you attach importance to the fact that it is God who is speaking to me, and therefore I need to pay attention to what he's saying. You know something? You can't be sitting in this congregation, and as you are hearing the voice of the Lord, God can be very clear to you, and you know that this one is the voice of the Lord to me to do something, and when you get up from here, you will still go and do the same things that you are doing, and take it normal. How I pray that the Lord will help you out. Hallelujah. He had not seen. God did not show him by vision what the flood will be and how it will empower and overcome all the people on the face of the earth. He had not seen. But there is something. He was moved with godly fear. We are living in days and time when there is no more godly fear. No more. But this morning I pray that there shall be a God fear in the hearts of people. He takes only the fear of God to pay attention to whatever God tells you. You can be a believer for a million years. If you don't have the fear of God, it will always occur to you like Yatiabre. We have heard it before. But this morning, before you come to the table of the Lord, I pray that the fear of the Lord will come to you. Last Monday, last, sorry, last month, we were having a communion service, and the Lord was so gracious to us, visiting us, and the Lord opened just one person's eye. And what the, the person saw was Jesus moving with the leaders. And as the, he got to everybody breaking the, the bread, broken, taking it, the sister could see clearly that Jesus would take the bread and would give it to certain people. He would get to certain people. Jesus would take the lead and wait for the leaders because for him, some people didn't qualify. Why? Because there's no fear of God. But this morning, may the fear of the Lord burn in your hearts. She didn't tell me the people who the Lord jumped over. So I can't say anything. Even me, myself, I don't know. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Now, we are living in days and time. we tend to think that as for a pastor, because he's a pastor, God will have favor with him. You don't know the word of God. I must also live the life of Christ to qualify. Every leader must live the life of Christ to qualify. May the fear of the Lord come to your heart. So the Bible said, He was moved with godly fear, prepared the ark for the saving of his household. 
by which he condemned the world, became a herald of the righteous, which is according to faith. I pray that when you hear your divine instructions, may you seriously obey the voice of the Lord. Are you listening to me? Hallelujah. Many people are so contaminated with flesh. Many people change their minds. Because of something they have heard they are not happy about. I beg you. When God gives you instructions, it's not a matter of what somebody is doing. You still remain as a child of God. And do what you know is right to do. Amen. For we are living in days and times. The people, depending upon what is being said, they can choose to do otherwise. And their reason is that it's not comfortable with me. The word of God might not be comfortable with you, but it is the word of God. And it will not change for me, neither will it change for anybody. So make up your mind to move with the fear of the Lord. Amen. I want to show you something. Something that, you know, I mentioned to you that sometimes it's by dream, sometimes it's by... Let's quickly go to Matthew chapter 27. Matthew 27, the verse number 19 to 24. See something, a very unique something. Something that concerns... The judgment on Jesus Christ. Something so serious as that. But Jesus, the Son of God Himself, has, put, has been put before Pontius Pilate. And judgment is being passed. And people, the man was so uncomfortable inside of him to say, What has this man done that you want me to pass judgment on him? What has he done? The people said, we don't care what he has done. We want you to crucify him. As the man was trying to argue with everybody, trying to figure out why, see something that was sent to him. While he was sitting on the judgment seat, his wife sent to him saying, have nothing to do with that just man, for I have suffered many things today in a dream because of him. But the chief priests and the elders persuaded the multitude that they should ask for Barabbas. Uh, uh, they should ask for a thief and a murderer. And destroy Jesus. The governor answered and said to them, Which of the two do you want me to release to you? They said, Barabbas. You know, Uncle Joe... When a man makes up his mind, sometimes he doesn't care what God has said. May God soften your heart to the word of the Lord. Hallelujah. The Bible said, Pilate said to them, What then shall I do with Jesus Christ? Jesus who is called Christ. They said, let him be crucified. You know, I respect Pilate for something that he did. The next scripture said, 
Then the governor said, Why? Why? What evil has he done? But they cried the more. They cried the more, saying, Let him be crucified. Hallelujah. May the bring you to a point when you don't believe in something, be bold to stand for it. I didn't hear you. Be bold to stand for the truth you know. Pilate, thank God for showing mercy to Pilate's wife. Do you know what Pilate's wife could have said? Get out with your dreams. Hallelujah. Do you know what Pilate could have said? A woman, stay and let me see to my judgment. But the thing was so dear to Pilate, coming from his wife, that he took a bow and washed his hands off and said, you see to it. At least he was not part of the death of Jesus Christ. I am studying on a certain subject. Paul made a statement. He said, If I please men, I will not become a servant of God. I was studying and I got to that portion of scripture and it shook my life. So now I want to measure. If I believe in something and I'm insisting and you don't want, it's no problem. I will take myself out. Praise the Lord. I cannot do everything to please any man. The Bible said, the man said, I wash my hands from this matter. What has he done that you want me to crucify him? But in the generation in which we live, you will not get a good name. But Pilate did well. I don't know whatever happened to him. When we go to heaven, we will check it out. Probably when he, after he has said so, he must have gone to his room and said, Lord, I, I don't know. I mean, he could even say such a simple thing as, Lord, this man, I don't know, but the things that you do with him, he must be God. He must be with you, please. You see, I didn't get it. No, have mercy on me. If somebody on the cross could say, today when you go to paradise, remember me, I believe Pilate must have been saved. Praise the Lord. Child of God, I want you to take this matter seriously. Whenever God speaks to you, may you hear. May you do what He wants you to do. May you not be afraid. Sometimes, listen to Pilate. You see, Pilate was, was the only one that was facing the multitude, true or false. Noah was the only one that was facing the multitude, true or false. It has always been you and the multitude. May the Lord strengthen your heart to stand for Jesus. He was the only one. Sometimes may I tell you, when you, are, when you are left alone, don't be afraid. As long as you know that what I'm doing is right, may the Lord empower somebody's heart like that. 
We are living in a generation that everything we are turning, even the Church of Jesus Christ, into Parliament House. Majority carries the vote. For you, it may not be so. For you, it should be what God has said. Hallelujah. These things that I'm talking about, I have a very strong edge in my spirit. Your salvation and your completeness to the eternal thing will hang on your obedience to your divine instructions. Amen. 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 Pilate said, what has he done? I want to tell you plain and straight. If this is what you want, I wash my hands off. Be bold to wash your hands off. Be bold to stand for the truth. Be bold to obey. And I like something he said, which has been penned down by God. I am innocent of this person's blood. Ha! I am innocent of the blood of this just man. Or just person. You know what that statement means? If a man can confess that Jesus was sinless and I'm innocent of his blood, what does that mean? That means salvation. It means salvation. Somebody shout a big amen. amen. It means salvation. It was his personal declaration. He's a just man. I will not contribute to his crucifixion. I will not contribute to the sentence of his life. I will not do it. He said, just man. May you always stand for Jesus. May you always stand for Jesus. Hallelujah. I want to hear you shout a big amen to the praise of God. Hallelujah. Sometimes, few things, you sit down, you open the Bible, and God will just give you a very strong message. My son, are you going to obey me or you are going to obey what is common? May you obey God. In the book of Acts, chapter 26, verse 19 to 20. Two verses. Something very interesting. Apostle Paul, as we all know, he was a man who was our enemy because he was destroying the body of Christ. And when the Lord jammed him, this man repented, turned to the Lord Jesus and taught Jesus. Hallelujah. He preached to people about Jesus. Now, people were not very happy with him, and so they had to take him from one governor to the other. And then they took him to another king by name, Agrippa. And when in in his defense, there was something he said that I thought was unique. That goes with what we are discussing here this morning. Apostle Paul begins to speak to King Agrippa, and this is what he said. Therefore, King Agrippa, I was not disobedient to my heavenly vision. May you never be disobedient to your heavenly vision. Hallelujah. 
I was not disobedient to my heavenly vision, but declared it first to those in Damascus, because that's where I fell down. And then I went to Jerusalem and threw out all the regions of Judea, and then to the Gentiles that they should repent and turn to God and do works befitting repentance. Praise the Lord! I was not, everybody say, I was not disobedient to the heavenly instructions. Hallelujah! And as you confess that, may you never be disobedient to your heavenly instructions. Amen. I was not. I was not. I was not. I wonder how many of us, if we were the ones that the Lord brought us down and instructed when He said, What would you have me do? And the Lord said, I'm sending someone to come and lay hands on you. You will receive your sight. I have selected you to go about and to preach the gospel. And to tell everybody that me, Jesus, I am the Lord. I am wondering how many of us will be very strong and say that this is what was given to me. Do you know that when Paul was walking, there were many people with him. He was not alone. And the people saw all the signs that fell. But the message didn't get to those people. The message got to only Paul. And I know that sometimes... The message will get to only you yourself. And when God speaks, may you hear. Praise the Lord. Would you like to tap your neighbor so that nobody sleeps? Yes, it's okay. It's it's all right. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I began to ask myself how many heavenly instructions... How many divinely instructions have come my way? Have you observed that? Apart from Paul's one, which I would say was quite strong, Noah's one was just ordinary. Did you observe that? Noah's one didn't have any tender. Noah's one didn't have any strange, scary something. Noah's one was as simple as, get up, do this. And then I saw that sometimes your divine instructions may not come with strange ways for you to think that God is speaking, so by all means, it must shake me. Ah, you hear the voice of the Lord. Did you notice, apart from Paul, in fact, even Moses, Abraham, also was very soft. In the same chapter of Hebrews 11, when we go to the verse 8, we have read the verse 7. When we go to verse 8, the Bible says, by faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to a place which he would which he would receive as an inheritance. He went out not knowing where he was going. Nine, by faith he dwelt in the, in the land of promise as in a foreign country, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob. The heirs 
him of the same promise. For he waited for the city which foundations, whose builder and maker is God. I pray that you will wait for Jesus. I pray today our churches have been sternly led us in prayer this morning. They focus on Jesus Christ. Now everybody is attending a church when everybody can prophesy about what you can get. Everybody is attending a church when you can be told that this is the witch chasing you. May we stop that nonsense and believe the word of the Lord and the witch will have no authority over our lives in the name of Jesus. People want to hear what they want to hear. Therefore the men of God have been set up also to tell them. And my saying this does not mean that I don't believe in the revelation of things that happen in the spirit. I have had the privilege of seeing a lot of things in the spirit and they were so vivid. So very, very vivid. And I want you to know that God wants you to take him at his word. Say to your neighbor, take God as his, as, at his word. One more time, take God at his word. It may be your divine instructions. Say it, divine instructions. Hallelujah. For Abraham, I mean, do you know something? The days in which we are living, let me be honest with you. If you were to be instructed by God to get up and go to a place that you didn't know, wouldn't you argue? If possible, wouldn't you say that this one, I'm not sure, is coming from the Lord? Isn't it true? Did you, did you see God coming with angels, a troop of angels, visiting, visiting, visiting protocol men? Can you stand? Can you follow me? Can you, did you see God coming to talk to Abraham to take his instructions serious? Now, when you see this, whenever you go to any place and you see, come, walk, walk like soldiers. You see men like this, don't you pay attention? Why didn't God do that? God doesn't want to scare anybody. He just wants to speak a simple message. If you like, take him. If you like, don't take him. See, all this wonderful. If I was coming, can you go back? <laughs> Hallelujah. Not today. A man with blue ties, with sakura like my head and all of this. The only thing they don't have is the goggles. You know, they should have the black goggles and then they will watch everywhere. If I was going anywhere and I took this man with me, everybody else will feel that this man must be important. That's not what God is looking for. Jesus approached Abraham. I'm the Lord. I want to tell you something. I want, you to, I want to send you to a land. Just go. Pass Teshinungwa Junction and you just go. Abraham simply says, All right, Lord. Whatever you want, I will do. May you have that obedience of Abraham. Abraham has lived for a long time. I have five minutes today. We want, I, have five, I wish I could preach discussing the word of the Lord with you for the next two hours. Abraham, Abraham, Abraham has, 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 has received instructions. I mean, listen. Is everybody listening to me? Are you sure you are listening? If you are 99 years old, 
No, let me say 90 years old. And you don't have a child. And God gives you a child. What will occur to you? Who can tell me? What do you think the attitude of the man will be? He's going to be bold. What do you think the attitude of the man will be? Yes, we're afraid. Beloved son, I know he's a beloved son, but you know you haven't had it for a long time and all of a sudden it has appeared. What will be your personal attitude? You will? I know you'll be happy, of course. You have to be happy. You'll be what? Protective. If God comes even to you to become like a snake, you will kill the snake. Abraham was a human being like you. He was a human being like me. The joy of receiving a baby son that he can... Do you know that at a certain time the Bible said, he said that my, my servant would inherit from me. And as soon as the boy was born, it could be so exciting for Abraham that, oh my God, now my inheritance will never go to a slave. It will come from, it will go to my own son. The joy of it can make him such that if God came back and said anything else, Abraham will challenge God. But there was something Abraham did. When God had this son, may I tell you that, let me tell you something. God himself saw that Abraham has started having a very serious attention towards his son. That's why God wanting to help him, he came forth and said, Abraham, we have to do a sacrifice. I want you to take your only son. Go to a place where I will show you and go and kill him. I, you know, one of the things, Jacob, one of the things I, I saw was that this man, Abraham, why did he not even ask a very simple question such as, Lord, did, are you, is this what you are saying? You are not minding me at all. I know that if it were you, you would ask. And I know your reaction will be, if somebody even ever came and asked you, your reaction would ever be, Oh, but if I ask, it's not wrong. It's not everything that you should ask. From now on, those of you who believe, may your obedience be complete. May I tell you, there is no faith without obedience. As I study Bible, I have come to the conclusion that a man of faith is the man who obeys the word of the Lord. It's a good one to say amen. Amen. One more time. Amen. A man of faith is the man who obeys the word of the Lord. Paul said, O Ken Agrippa, I was not disobedient. And I'm trying to ask myself a very simple question. Why would he say, I, am not, I wasn't disobedient? It simply means you can hear something from the Lord and you can still be disobedient to it. This must be a fear in your heart. The Lord, whatever you tell me, may I with the fear of the Lord obey it in the name of Jesus Christ.
Some of them may not be palatable, but still do it. As much as getting up to kill your own son was not palatable, but the man got up to do it, we can also... Do you know that God is not asking us to kill any of our sons? But the simple things that he's asking us to do, get up and witness to somebody. This week as we waited on the Lord, get a, make a deliberate decision to go and witness to somebody. We don't do it. May we come to the spirit of obedience. Amen. As I come to a close, I want you to take note of this matter. Because I sang strongly in my heart that God would have us to be obedient to him and to his cause. Hallelujah. In Matthew chapter 22 verse 5. I spoke on this subject not long ago in a different context. But I want you to read the scripture for me as we come to a close. One, two. But they did what? No, stay there. But they did what? But they did what? I beg you. One of the things that is causing many to fall away is they always make light what God has said. This morning, God may be talking to somebody and say, You, I want you to be saved. You, I want you to be born again. You, you have no destiny with me. If you were to go right, right now. I was talking to my wife a few days ago when we were on bed and discussing a few things. She said to me, the way announcement of death is coming, it is so important that continuously you obey the Lord. I thought, do you know that when you are caught in disobedience and you don't have the, ch- the chance to repent, you will not make it. I pray that you will be an obedient child of God. Shall we bow down heads in prayer? Probably you are here this morning. You are not a child of God. You are only a churchgoer. You know very well that you are not saved. If Jesus were to come, you have no part in him. Please, I want to give you the opportunity to give your life to Christ. The people who are known are the only people who deliberately decided to repent from their sins and to turn their hearts to the Lord. And so this morning, you say, Pastor, if Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, then I want him. I want to pray with you, the one who is saying that in your heart. So wherever you are sitting, you say, Pastor, I want to give my life to Jesus. Would you pray for me? I'm more than willing to do it. We have all bowed our heads. You say, Pastor, I want Jesus. Wherever you are standing, if you lift up your right hand, I will see you and I will pray for you. You want Jesus to come into your life and you say, Pastor, I want to do it. Wherever you are sitting up or down, when you lift up your hand, I will see you and I will pray for you. Jesus is the only way, the truth, and the life. No man, the Bible says, can come to the Father except through him. And you say, Pastor, I want Jesus. Is there anyone here like that who wants to give his heart to the Lord? We are ready to pray with you. 
We are ready to pray with you. All right? There's no one. I presume that no devil is scaring you to say, don't lift up your hands. You can defile the devil by simply saying, I lift up my hands because I'm going to the king of kings. All right? Shall we now pray as we have bowed our heads? Lord, we are coming to your table this morning, a few minutes to the afternoon. As you already have shown us that you are so clear in your visitation to the church, we pray to you, Lord, that you will sanctify our hearts. All of us standing here, Lord, may it not be that you will jump over each one of us. When I ask for us to come to you, Lord, I presume that everybody else says he's a believer. Therefore, I pray that he sings every one of us as your child. May the blood of Jesus prevail on our behalf. That as we come to the table of the Lord, instead, we will receive a blessing from you. May you touch and bless us. In Jesus' name. Amen.